Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you today? I'm doing great tonight. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I'm excited to talk tonight. Tonight is going to be our fourth episode in our theme park dining series. And we're attempting to tackle Epcot. You know, you and I had spoken off air about how it's a little bit of a bear. It's too big to handle for one show. So we've split it up into two. Today is all going to be about dining in future world. You know, I say to my clients all the time, Epcot is definitely the food mecca. There are just so many choices that, well, we should be able to fit this into one show like we did for all the other parks. I think we decided that it needed to be three because there's that much food in Epcot. Epcot has always been very segmented in my brain. It's almost multiple parks inside of one park. And so the food options are really no different, right? So rather than try to squeeze it in, we're going to separate it so that you can kind of take it piece by piece as the listener and figure out which applies to you. Depends on your vacation. Sometimes you'll be dining in some of these. Sometimes you'll be somewhere else. So today is future world. What do you want to start with? Our sit down dining experiences? Sure. I think that's a great spot since there are two of them in the front of the park. And for those that aren't familiar with what Jeff is saying with future world, Epcot is He said, does seem like it's two parks. You've got what I always refer to as the front or future world. And then you've got that bridge that takes you into World Showcase. So we're going to talk about everything from the front gate. And again, Epcot is super unique because it's our only theme park with two entrances. So this is coming in the front, which I think is sometimes why people don't always do a sit down meal here because they've moved on to the World Showcase if they're doing a whole day at Epcot. So I'll start with that planning tip. It's a great, if you want to do something in future world for dining, it's perfect on a day that you're park hopping, especially if you're taking the monorail over because that's going to leave you right at the front of the park. Yeah, that's a real good tip. And and for folks that, that don't go through this entrance or haven't been there in a while, the entrance has changed in the sense that the, the large structures that were there that were memories that were made by people and it'll shock everybody to know that i had three tiles on that wall very shocked yes um the the tiles themselves and those big pillars don't exist but before you enter the park they've created these new rainbow colored panels that have the likenesses that were on the tile so if you had one and you got it to commemorate a special activity you can still go visit it in its new location and it's essentially your walkway from where the bus stops are all the way towards the front entrance that is correct and even a little bit past it extending out towards the parking lot so depending whether you were on the left side or right side when you came into the theme park will kind of determine how far down you have to keep walking Nothing truly good ever goes away. So it's still there for you. You can go and see the memory that you've, that you've created. I don't know. My brick only exists in the little Lucite thing on my table here. But it still exists. <laughs> All right, let's go eat. Let's go to Coral Reef uh, over there by the Living Seas with Nemo. I love it. It's a great restaurant that we actually send a lot of families there. I think their dining, their food is great. They have a good menu. For those that aren't into seafood, 
They have some non-seafood options. And the reason that I love it for families with kids is the coral reef is home to one of the largest indoor saltwater tanks. So while you're sitting and dining, you're able to watch all the fish and the sharks and the manatees and things swim by. It's incredibly so immersive. Something to keep the kids busy. It is a restaurant that's done tiered steps up for each level to give as many people a great view of the tank. So even if you're not sitting right up against it, you can still see it. If you time it well, you might even see the scuba diver coming in and waving to you. I will say one thing that I used to love about that restaurant that is no more is you used to be able to get the scuba diver to hold up a sign for you. <laughs> and you could arrange in advance that you had a 6 p.m. dinner and the scuba diver would come by and hold up a sign that says, happy anniversary, Erica and Jeff, or happy birthday, Sandy. And they no longer do the sign. So if you remember that and you're trying to find the address to send it to, stop looking. They don't do it anymore. But it is still super fun to watch them and definitely keeps the majority of children entertained. <laughs> now, listen, as we mentioned, sit down experience, right? So you're, you're looking at a price range that's, that's not exactly a quick service. So just be aware of that. But the one thing that I did want to mention, and I did just have friends that have come back from visiting this particular restaurant for the very first time. I did want to mention this and every other experience that you have in Disney World. If you are someone that is traveling with a dietary restriction, please speak to your travel specialist. Please get it on record with Disney. Please tell your server the minute the minute you sit down and 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 step foot in that restaurant because and especially with Coral Reef, let them know because they will absolutely take care of it. It's not something you should be afraid of if you're traveling with somebody who has a shellfish allergy or a sea fish allergy. And in full disclosure, it's no surprise that your friend ended up there because I did their vacation planning. Well, I, you know, you don't have to peel back the curtain, the curtain completely, but of course, of course that's how it works. <laughs> All right. It, so it is definitely a restaurant that I recommend to a lot of families because I love meals that have that entertainment value for the kids, but still a great sit down option for adults. Okay, so let's make our way away from the sea and head over to uh, the Garden Grill, which is an interesting experience. It, it is our it is a character experience. It is. It's it's a unique restaurant in a lot of ways. So for those of you that are trying to picture where this is, if you've been to Epcot before, it is upstairs above Sorry, and it is a restaurant that rotates. So it is circular. It moves very slowly. Usually when I say that to people that panic that they're going to get motion sick, it moves so slow that if you're not aware it's moving, you won't notice, except that the wall that you're looking at is going to change over time. The other unique thing about this is that they use a lot of the produce that is grown right there in that pavilion. Well, and as you said, it rotates. It actually rotates with the living with the land ride. So you get a chance to see the different pieces from above of that particular attraction. A quick story of, of when my daughter went there for the very first time. My son was too little to, to walk around, but my daughter was not. And Chip and Dale were there. And Chip, Chip came and grabbed my daughter's hand and then Mickey later. And they just walked around <laughs> the entirety of the restaurant. It's a circular restaurant. 
And when Pluto came up, he just took my daughter for a walk and they just walked around and she started pointing to the different scenes from the boat ride that was below. Just one of those really, really cool experiences that the character dining offers, especially in an enclosed setting like that. It's not very big. It's just circular. So they're able to kind of get a different feel than you would maybe at some place like a Chef Mickey, so to speak. They do get around much quicker because it is a smaller restaurant. And to your point, people will say to me, well, how many Mickey meals do you need? And the answer is obviously as many as you want. Right. But again, if you want more than one, Garden Grill can be a fun one because they're all dressed as farmers. So you're not seeing Mickey, as you said, Chef Mickey's in his chef hat here. He's dressed in his overalls. So a little bit different of an experience. It is family style dining. That means that the menu is preset. They're going to bring everything out in bowls or skillets. So there's a salad bowl, but then there's a big skillet for lunch and dinner. It's going to have mashed potatoes and cornbread and chicken and beef. And obviously everybody helps themselves start to eat. And then you can ask, instead of getting a whole second skillet, you just ask for which things you want more of. That way they're not wasting all of that additional food. What about a price I'm point? also still waiting for Epcot to reopen in the mornings. That used to be a breakfast that we'd have a lot of people go to that wanted characters because you could get in pre-park. But because Epcot is still doing that 10 or 11 a.m. opening, they haven't started doing their 8 a.m. breakfast. But when they bring it back, I will tell you that it is my nephew's favorite spot to go on property for breakfast because you get a skillet of cinnamon roll that is just awesome. <laughs> well, I'm glad you I'm glad you took the lead on that one too because I was going to mention that that it is not open currently for breakfast. But I did ask you what is the price point for it? It's $55 an adult and $36 a child. And again, while it isn't a buffet because it is served family style, Everybody pays to eat because you're all eating the exact same menu. Okay. Uh, we'll go to our signature dining experience here in Future World. And this is something I have not yet experienced. It's relatively new to the park. So I'm going to really let you take the lead on it. I know there are, are multiple experiences here as we talk about Space 220. And I am going to make the quick disclaimer that I have named it Signature Dining. Um, in Disney, when they have their meal plan, there's sit-down dining, quick service dining, and signature dining. And signature implies that it takes two credits on your meal plan. Since this opened September 20th, 2021, as we were in that mid to post-pandemic world, and we still don't have a meal plan back, right. I don't know a thousand percent that it's signature. It's a pretty However, good guess. It's a pretty good guess, Sandy. <laughs> Price really implies that. So I want to be clear that I did take that liberty of calling it signature dining on our own. It is supposed to feel like you're in space. So when you arrive, you're going to wait, check in, wait in a lobby for your party to be called, where you will then board the shuttle to head to space. It's a very cool ride that gets you through outer space and you can all kind of gather around and watch in the middle as you take off and then head into the restaurant, which has this really long walkway to get you in. And in that walkway, again, Epcot is really about that educational value to your trip. There's all kinds of 
gardens growing in the way that they would grow in outer space without soil and things. And you kind of get to see how that works. And again, produce that does ultimately get used in that restaurant. And then when you walk in, similar to how Coral Reef has one wall that is all the glass tank, when you walk in here, you have one wall that is all outer space. And I'll go with a very large, large, large TV screen that shares scenes from outer space. And while you're dining, occasionally it's going to rotate. So you'll see some astronauts come by. They'll do a little moonwalk. We'll see the moon. We'll see some of the planets change. It, it is an interesting restaurant to see things in. If you're somebody who's got to do it all, then this definitely goes on the list. But going back to it being signature, it's signature because it is a prefix meal. Everybody gets an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert. And its starting price is $55 a person for lunch, $79 for dinner. That is before tip and tax, and then $29 for a child. Um, I personally will tell you that they had some very cool drinks and some awesome desserts. That's kind of where I saw a lot of the creativity coming out. And there's a special drink you can get. Seems to be the choice of unique food items lately that Disney chefs are using. But you can get a drink that comes with Pop Rocks and special Space 220 trading cards. Those Pop Rocks. They know that you love those Pop Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> the little ode to my childhood. Uh, you had mentioned that to sit down, there's also the lounge option. Is the, is the lounge option primarily drink? Is it food and drink? How does that work out? That's a great question because I do think it's lounge is more unique than any of the other lounges on property. Because it's a new restaurant, it is the hard to get reservation. The lounge is set up like a bar area. It serves the identical menu to the main restaurant, but the lounge doesn't take reservations. The only way to dine in the lounge is through their standby line. I'll tell you that there are days where that standby line can be pretty long. I've talked to people who are still not at the front and they're 90 minutes to two hours in the standby line. I'll also tell you that the standby line gets a pretty substantial amount of sun. So, Try to square that dining reservation. Ask your travel specialist to do it. Think carefully if it is going to be the be-all and end-all for your trip and make your choices accordingly. Again, Epcot has no shortage of dining. So while it is a fun, unique place to go, when I'm looking at spending that kind of money for dinner, I'd rather end up over at Narcusi's with a view of the fireworks and enjoying my almond encrusted cheesecake at the end of the night. <laughs> you're jumping parks on us. You're on that monorail and you're jumping parks on us already. We're already over to the grand. It's fine. It's fine. Um, let's talk about quick service because the quick service option here, truth be told, has always been something that our traveling party, when it was just me and my wife and now me, my wife and our and our children, we frequent a lot, and it's it's sunshine seasons. Let's say that ten times fast. Sunshine seasons uh, over in the land, and to me, it, it speaks to the, the the very things that you've spoken about. That the fresh produce is is featured prominently in this in this particular 
quick service location. I think it's the best food court type experience in a park on property. And I know that that's a heavy a heavy statement coming out of there, but I, they have a lot of different options. You well, can because go it is a food court, which I think is unique. When we talk about quick services, generally they're a restaurant with a menu. Right. Where Sunshine Seasons is four different stations, and each station has its own unique menu to it. So it's definitely a bigger variety than we see in many, many places. I think it gets overlooked though, because it's inside of a building, which obviously many things are inside of a building. But when you're going to that building, you're going for typically an attraction. Right. So there's living with the land, there's soaring, there's whatever their current movie is that they're displaying. There's garden grill. I think people don't see it as easily. Um, I think it's why Electric Umbrella used to be our family's go-to because you couldn't miss it. It was right there. Sure. It is gone as part of the construction. But you're right. Sunshine Seasons offers great variety. Also, if you're there for holidays or special events, it's always one of the locations that has one of the special treats. So I will say, as I've been following all of those incredible treat menus, I have ended up in Sunshine Seasons more in the last several years in search of that little item that may or may not be found somewhere. Okay. Uh, we met, you mentioned it. There's construction going on right now, right? Things have disappeared. Things are coming. What is the quick service option that's coming? So the creations is coming. Now you're saying to me, Sandy, creations open. You talked about it in another episode already, but that was creations shop. This is going to be their quick service location, and it's going to have its own menu, its own entrance, all kinds of things unique to the creations area. And it's going to also house a Starbucks. We talked about some of the unique things with Epcot, and one of those unique things is Epcot is the only park that has two Starbucks locations. And you need your caffeine fix. I know you're you're a diet coke girl, but those of us that need the coffee, that's you, you can't overlook that. Let's talk about snacks, right? Bef- before we close out tonight's show, definite op- options to snack throughout World Showcase. But what about in Future World? Where where are you grabbing snacks? They've got two snack areas that they're really known for. Kind of diagonally across from. Figment is a popcorn cart. And I know you're like, Sandy, there's popcorn carts everywhere. This one is different flavored popcorn. So unlike one traditional, here's your buttered popcorn. This is going to have maple popcorn or cherry popcorn. They've usually got two to three different flavors. So it's a fun stop. And then as you're headed over to Test Track, the donut box, which I believe was originally conceptualized as a food booth for one of the festivals has stayed and it's a favorite it's donuts as it name its name implies (laughs) and there are always unique flavors unique shapes unique fillings typically they've got three different options to choose from and they're all super delicious the only thing that I will say about the donut box I always think of donuts as a breakfast food or a late evening snack and the donut box doesn't open until later in the morning. So don't have that be your breakfast spot for the day. 
what have we missed? What else do we need to know about dining in Future World? I think one of the things that we've started to see more and more of over the last couple of years is when a festival came to Epcot, and if you did our stroll through Epcot or you heard our episode from last week where I talked about the number of weeks that Epcot has festivals, festivals used to really be limited to the World Showcase. And we're seeing more and more that they're creeping into that future world area. So typically, you'll find two or three festival booths now in that front area of the park. So probably about three quarters of the year, it gives you some extra great tapas options to be a good lunch or dinner add-on. And I'm confident as this construction is completed in Epcot, we're going to have to do this show again because I, I really believe that as the festivals, like you said, creep their way away from World Showcase and towards that front entrance, as this construction is finished, I think we're going to see more of that. I, I just do. I think that that's, it's prime real estate for, for things like this. I think it is. And I think what we talked about with Sunshine Seasons is what some of the creative, no pun intended, that I'm seeing behind creations. So while we don't have an opening date yet, we know it's not years away. We'll see it in 2022. And I certainly will be there to share all my findings with all of you. Somebody's got to take one for the team and go sample all their food offerings. You're such a martyr. I thank you for, for all of your efforts. <laughs> Have a great week. You too. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Dis. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Dis by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>